Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Welcome to This Week Health. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Today, we have an interview in action from the 2023 Spring Conferences Vive in Nashville and HIMSS in Chicago. Special thanks to our partners, CDW, Rubrik, Sectra, and Trellix for choosing to invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. You can check them out on our website, thisweekhealth.com. Now, on to this interview. All right, here we are from HIMSS 2023 out of Chicago, and I'm joined by Roland Helgrims yeah. and Sarah Thomas. A little easier with Thomas, I appreciate it. <laughs> Roland, where are you in from? I'm from Belgium. Belgium. Co-founder and CEO of Novi, and in the US, we're based in New York. Fantastic. Well, tell me, tell me a little bit about Novi. Novi is a smart lamp company. Its mission is to allow elderly to live happy lives in comfort, dignity, and safety. And we do that by technology, technology that is about fall detection, fall prevention, fall prediction, lifestyle monitoring, and much more, but hidden in a design object so that it's not only part of care, but also very much part of life. I'm excited about this topic. My father-in-law came to live with us before he passed away. He lived with us for about three years, and we were jerry-rigging all this stuff. We put a Amazon device yeah. in his room, almost like a baby monitor, so we could connect with them and that kind of stuff. But this space seems to be really evolving and really moving fast. Sarah, I mean, how is this being used? So, you know, we've been looking at ugly technology <laughs> for a long time. But that is the other problem. <laughs> and I, I'm an age tech expert. I've been in this field for over 20 years, and I'm so glad that things like Novi are finally hitting the market where you can not sacrifice function and at the same time have style and grace and beauty in the design. Can we see partner with, with different manufacturers and integrate your technology into it? We are a pretty open company, so we, we believe that the age of closed systems is really behind us. Any successful solution today needs to be willing to partner with anyone else that has the same ambition to improve quality of life. So we are extremely open and we connect with anything and everything. So smart scales, thermometers, blood pressure, etc. We take in all that data and we deliver it in any platform that can, can help help whether it is a patient health record, etc., or a care management system. You're open. Yeah. As I was thinking about it, living in Naples, Sparta, there's a lot of, I think our average age is 65 to 75. A lot of those people in, in Naples will have money. So they will go to a designer and say, hey, design my house and those kind of things. And so they don't, they don't really want to sacrifice form for function. I mean, I know they're getting older and whatnot, but that sort of comes up on people. It's not like they all of a sudden say, all right, take out all the nice stuff I have, put yeah. this stuff in. Yeah. And so I can, I can envision people saying, I want the really nice stuff, but I want your technology in there to either take care of my parents, trying to take care of somebody, or even a facility that has those things. Is that, are those the kind of organizations you're looking to talk to? Absolutely, and you're, you're absolutely right. We shouldn't be asking people 
to choose and to sacrifice beauty if they desire functionality. And there is actually no reason to ask people that. It's just habit. The care industry is not used to design being part of, of their way of thinking, and it should be. It's a huge group of consumers that deserves to be taken serious, not only as a patient, but also as a customer. And that's, I think, the shift that we are seeing now, very exciting in, in HTEC, where design starts being front and center. And it's not a choice, it's a combination that you need to make. So your consumer, obviously, is the, could be the patient. Could be, what, what are some of the other consumers in here? Like, in, in Europe, we are mainly installed in nursing homes, memory care, etc. So there we have, of course, the residents themselves that see Nobi mainly as a lamp, because 99% of the time, it's just the lamp. Only when you are in need, it will start communicating, it will alert, it will intervene. But for uh, caregivers, it is basically a tool that helps them to get much more stuff done in much less time. I'll give you one example. At night, we will open doors to visually check if everything is okay in the memory care facility. That's a lot of labor, but also a lot of sleep hours that get disturbed by unwanted interventions. We shouldn't be doing that. Technology can do a better job at monitoring, much less intrusive, and then we free up time with these people so that they can do what they do best, which is delivering care and not checking up on people. So it's a combination of functionality for residents and cost savings or operational efficiency for, for caregivers. How do you detect faults? Is it a camera? We have optical sensors in there and we have sound. That these are the two things that we work with. So how does it work? We have an optical sensor that takes images on the lamp, because privacy is crucial, on the lamp we immediately translate these images live in real time into stick figures, abstract stick figures. And our AI analyzes these stick figures. And only when the AI sees this stick figure has behavior that is worrying, only then we open a connection to whoever is in your circle of trust. So in an institution that will be the dashboard of the nurses at home, that may be your neighbor, your son, your, your, your caregiver, that gets a phone call on cell phone, can then talk via the lamp to the person in the room to reassure them, first diagnosis, and then when help arrives, we connect with a smart lock to open the door so that we don't lose time. So basically, in the core, we have vision and we have sound, but we immediately anonymize it from the land so that we can guarantee privacy. Alex's Lemonade Stand was started by my daughter, Alex, in her front yard. By the time she was four, she knew there was more that could be done. And she told us she was going to have a lemonade stand. And she wanted to give the money to her doctor so they could help kids like her. It was cute, right? She's going to cure cancer with a lemonade stand. Like only a four-year-old would think that. But from day one, it just exceeded anything we could have imagined because people responded so generously to her. We are working to give back and are excited to partner with Alex's Lemonade Stand this year. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face. At Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, they understand the personal side of the diagnosis, the resources needed, and the impact that funded research can have for better treatments and more cures. You can get more information about them at alexslemonade.org. We are asking you to join us. You can hit our website. There's a banner at the top and it says Alex's Lemonade Stand there. You can click on that and give money directly to the Lemonade Stand itself. Now, back to the show. I do want to talk to you about so 20 years in the age tech space. Yeah. 
it's come a long way. And computer vision, AI, a lot of things are really changing in this space. What do you think we're going to see based on what you've seen over the last 20 years? What do you think we're going to see over the next five? Well, I think that we're finally looking at actionable insights and predictive nature of technology. So instead of just capturing a fall after it happens, actually noticing enough change that you can predict when there's change and prevent it. That's, that's finally here. We are, we're finally able to do that. Um, while protecting someone's privacy, while protecting someone's own human-centered life experience, where they are opening up their data, their information, upon their choosing to the circle of trust that they, they select. And before, most of these technologies were very hospital-driven, very care-oriented, not person-centered. And so now that the designs are able to progress more, I think they can have more personalized medicine, personalized care, and personalized, personalized lifestyle. What, what is the, what's the conversation with healthcare providers? So I mean, more and more of them are saying, hey, we're getting out of the four walls. And I, I wouldn't say all of them, but a fair number are talking about home-based care and really higher levels of acuity care. What, what's the message for that? Well, I think the message is being able to get data at your fingertips so you can provide care supportive in a supportive environment, and that can be the one. By able to capture a change of behavior, a change of condition early, you're able to only bring care into the home when necessary and not in an intrusive manner and, and beyond the walls of the typical institution. So, yeah, I think we're friendly there, being able to reach into the home. So, 20 years ago, what was I looking at? You were looking at EHRs that were trying to look upstream and downstream for care coordination, and that was about it. You know, we, we have now tools out there for mobility and cognition and wellness and longevity that are just much more progressive than they were 20 years ago. This is, uh, this is really interesting. So this has to be cloud-based, so Most of the heavy lifting gets done on the lab itself. So every lamp is, is a computer. It's, yeah, absolutely. And the cloud is basically only used to coordinate all this data that we take in and to make sure that they get delivered to those who need the data. It allows us to be much more reassuring in terms of privacy, to what happens on the lab stays on the lab, and it allows us to do much more advanced computing since we don't need to uh, make the connection to the cloud for its smartness. The smartness is in And then if you're looking at something before you asked about 20 years, I mean, think about all those wearables that we had that was this cowbell mentality of let me tell someone where I am at any moment. You know where they ended up on the bedside, no one was wearing it. So if you're able to look at ambient sensing and two-way communication in through your home, you're now looking at truly, truly connected and connected here. I have a drawer at my desk that is the graveyard of wearables. Because I'm yeah. early adopter, I want to try this, try that. And all of them left me wanting at the end of the day. And really what I want is a, a health partner. I want somebody to come alongside me, monitor some things, and help me to be healthier. Yeah. And then I like the passive nature of this. Yeah. It's not like they have to do this, sink it, whatever. It's no. there. It's, it's where they Absolutely. live. Absolutely. And that's, we go extremely far in that idea. Like, we are, we are tech guys. We like doing new stuff that excites us. And sometimes you just over-invent and over-engineer. So in our first generation, we had made a noble switch, which was incredibly funky and incredibly cool. It, it could be a product from an Apple store. 
but then you have our our customers who are 85, 86, 87, and we give them this this future-proof device, which basically scares them. So we went back to the drawing board and we said, look, if they have a dumbbell switch for the past 20 years, then they will have a dumbbell switch for the next 10. And how to make that smart is our problem, not theirs. So we made now technology that we can put behind that switch. So it's the same smartness, but for grandpa or grandma, the experience of using the lamp, switching it on and off, has remained unchanged. And it's that type of respect for life as it has been that is really crucial to improve the quality of life as it will be. We really need to take that serious. That's fantastic. I love the I love the progress that's being made in this space, and especially as I get older. <laughs> I appreciate all the work you're putting. Thanks. Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conference. I love hearing from people on the front lines, and it's phenomenal that they've taken the time to share their wisdom and experience with the community. It is greatly appreciated. We want to thank our partners, CDW, Rubric, Sectra, and Trellix, who invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. Thank you.